0: Boy, howdy, do I have a great idea. Oh, no. It's not a devious one for once. They're talking about changing the national anthem. Okay. Because Francis Scott Key was a slaveholder, so they have to get rid of that, apparently. Which, they've been talking about changing the national anthem just because it's boring for a long time. So they're going to change, like, the um, Mount Rushmore too? We'll get to that later. (laughs) Back to the anthem. Their suggestion, and I thought this was the worst fucking (laughs) suggestion, imagined by John Lennon. Now, first, because it apparently includes everyone, even though, like, the first thing is, like, you know, imagine a world, no religion. So, religious f- folks are already ostracized from that. But besides that, John Lennon is a British guy, and he was a wife-beater, and he was a woman-beater. So, fuck him.
1: Yeah.
0: My choice. Okay. And yeah. and you're if you're not already thinking it, as soon as I say it, you're going to be, like, best goddamn choice ever. One, Rick Derringer. You don't know the name, but you know the song. Yeah. Real American. Hulk Hogan's theme song. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm a real American. Fight for the rights of every
1: man, Spencer. And there's there's no way, like, you know, they're all worried about the whole kneeling thing.
0: There's no way. That's why I said nobody Nobody can kneel to to, that song. No no way. You cannot. You're playing air guitar. You don't got to fucking put your hand on your heart. You just, you jam out. Yeah. Oh, I just see that as the best choice. It's modern, but not too modern. It's not offensive. And like the lyrics, I mean, fight for the right of every man. Unless you're gender gender neutral and you just get pissed off about, you know, gender language. I don't think you'd get offended by that song. Which you
1: could easily change to everyone.
0: Everyone, yeah. Change change it to everyone. Get updated a little. Yeah. I'm sure Rick Derringer, who I had to look up, (laughs) you know, the guy's (laughs) name. I'm sure he could use the royalties. But that seems like the perfect choice. My second choice. Well, this wasn't my my buddy who I work with. This was his choice. Obviously, the first one was his first choice too, but second choice, Eye of the Tiger. Okay. Because that gets you jammed up. But going back to Real American first, just imagine Olympics. You win the gold oh. medal. That starts playing. Oh, no, oh you know, uh, opening of a basketball game. Yeah. Bam. Um. Because uh, first, because they always do the Canadian national yeah. anthem. So you get Oh mm-hmm. Canada, and everybody's asleep. But then, Everybody would be so
1: jazzed. There's no way we would lose any events because they play it at the beginning of them. You'd be fucking pumped. Could you like like curling? You know.
0: Oh, it'd be so good just a couple random choices obviously wouldn't work but like Jimi hendrix voodoo child just because we're going with the whole code you know because that'd be cool but yeah. can't have that because you know that's that's too cool um also this this would obviously be the joke choice can't, can't have this because the language but it would be another awesome one if we ever got the idiocracy future where we just everybody's a swearing moron is uh team america america <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> That would be awesome. I'm surprised actually. Trump hasn't changed it to that. I, you know what? He might actually get some more votes if he did. Like, I wouldn't vote for him, but I would think about it at least for a second if that was on the ballot. <laughs> Change in national anthem. America. Fuck. How would you ever lose yeah, a sporting event? Mmm. Mm. Almost. You almost got me there. Like picture U.S. versus Canada, fucking Olympics hockey gold medal game, and then you start off with America. Fuck yeah. Not losing. Not losing. <laughs> Automatic cheer. Not losing. But a real American has the same spirit. Yeah. It's just not offensive. Yeah. I think I li- it's perfect. I like it. I think everybody likes it. Everybody. following content may contain scenes of a sexual nature well hello there you are what are we listening to oh what is this where are we i don't everything's dark really? we just floating in space yeah. why well, i got microphones afro- how is that is it working it's working Uh-oh. it's weird
1: is it working
0: what galaxy are we you smoke drugs, man. Mm. Smoking cocaine. You don't smoke cocaine. That'd be weird. I mean, I can you smoke
1: cocaine? I think. Well, like the crack is like a, a a kind of cocaine, like the crack it? cocaine. Yeah,
0: it's in the name. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about, but you are listening to the Drunk Pen Writing Podcast. I don't, I don't know how. Why, why are we doing this? I don't know. Who, who am I? Who are you? I'm I'm Caleb James, the host. Caleb James. You are Spencer, the Dublin Dingleberry Church. <laughs> Ooh, you're the Dublin Dingleberry, because today, for some reason, this was a popular subject, so we're back again with James Joyce love letters to his dirty little fuckbird. I, uh, only read the one a long time ago. And it was glorious. It was glorious, but there's a lot more, and it goes on, so maybe we should just read these and that'll be the episode.
1: Does he have, like, I wonder if there's enough to make a book. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would buy that book.
0: Fuck yeah, teach you how to write and be a dirty fuckbird. James Joyce has like the best old timey man glasses too, doesn't he? They don't yeah. have. There's
1: are there sides
0: too, or does it just there's no sides? It's just Morpheus yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> Where did he get those things? And they're literally the exact size of his eyeball.
1: That's like the, That's the only kind of stuff you get like at the turn of the century, kind of.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's 1915. That picture's Ooh. taking place. This is on. By the way, folks, this this article we're reading, all these uh. James Joyce's Love Letters to his Dirty Little Fuckbird is on the Paris Review of all places so you can check that out on the Paris Review I'll put that in the show notes Uh, this article was by Nanja Spiegelman February 2nd 2018 but I believe they just put the letters verbatim which are so good there's a little backstory here, too, which we did not read, so this might help. Yeah. We were always like, was that his wife, his girlfriend? We didn't really know because we didn't really care. <laughs> we, just, we, we, we just wanted just to fucking laugh. read the gross stuff. <laughs>
1: we just wanted to laugh.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to mess up these Irish names, so I apologize ahead of time, but Irish people were white, and apparently we can make fun of them because we're also... Nobody cares about the like, Irish. I'm, I'm like half Irish, so you're Scottish. So that's... Some, I, don't know, I, th- I, I don't know. I thought you were 80% Welsh. <laughs> you're a Welshman. Who said that? Your last name's Church. That doesn't get any more English. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, I'm Irish enough that I can mispronounce the names and get made fun of by Irish people, which is fine with me. No, you're going to
1: try the accent?
0: <laughs> Maybe. I'll see, I'll see if I can slip into it. It's easier when you're reading his words, I find. On Nassau Street in Dublin, Dublin on June 10th, 1904, 22-year-old James Joyce saw as clearly as he could see, since he was not wearing his l- glasses, aka spectacles, and his vision was poor all through his life, and at, at some point he became a James Bond villain with that bitchin' eye patch he wore. Not quite sure why, but uh, I, I like the eye patch James Joyce better than cheap small glass James Joyce. But anyway, he, uh, the twenty-year-old Nord Barnacle. Then it, oh, that's a great name. Not Nord Nora, <laughs> Nord Barnacle. That's still a great name. Yeah. <laughs> the twenty-year-old Nora Barnacle. They, they fucking put the first opening in italics. Like italics. Why? It makes it so hard to read. Why? Why did they do that? Who did this? Who did? I know who did this. Fucking Nadja Spiegelman. Hey,
1: did
0: you sing
1: German? Oh! I fucking hates it. Where's the move? Where's the fucking move? So does it seem like it's gonna happen then? No, it's gonna happen. Oh, I just wasn't sure like how like, you
0: know, pretty soon won't have these interruptions. <laughs>
1: Fuck. I'm telling you, it's just gonna be stomping. Hope it's just stomping.
0: Anyway, the twenty year old Nora Barnacle, then a young chambermaid sauntering by. Nora would later tell the story of their first meeting often, though she often told it differently. Hmm, sounds like a liar to me. Or a drunk. Sometimes she said Joyce wore a sailor's cap, and other times she said he wore a big white sombrero and a long overcoat that hung down to his feet. was oh, like Irish, man. Where'd he get a
1: sombrero in I Dublin?
0: Like, I like that, though. That's like pimplicious. <laughs> Joyce proposed a date, and Barnacle agreed. But though Joyce went to the appointed place at the appointed time, she never showed. Ooh, that hussy. Ooh he had to work for it didn't he yep. no wonder why he took it out so hard on her later with the, the plowing maybe that's what. Maybe that was her thing maybe that was his ah. end he had to write those because that's what she liked mm. well it goes on he wrote to her I may be blind I looked for a long time at a head of reddish brown hair and decided it was not yours he looked at somebody's head for a very long time I went home quite dejected I would like to make an appointment but a night it might not suit you I hope you will be kind enough to make one with me if you have not forgotten me. A few days later, on what was likely June 16th, 1904, the date on which Joyce would later set Ulysses, they had their first proper date, though it was far from proper. I feel like I need glasses reading this fucking scribbly. Why? Who put this goddamn type just to look fancy? He's like, oh, nobody reads this first paragraph. Well, I'm reading it, and I can barely read it. It's squiggles, man. It's chicken scratch. Joyce took Barnacle east, past the docks in the barber. Harbor. That's clearly a B. It's almost connected. He took her to the harbor to the deserted area of Dublin known as Ringswald. There, to Joyce's surprise and gratitude, Barnacle slipped her hand down his trousers and made me a man. (laughs) Quotations. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like it. It's getting steamy. Is the table going up on your side, Spencer? What's (laughs) happening? By October, the couple had... Eloped to Zurich. Although the couple did not officially marry until 1931, their unconventional relationship was passionate till the end. Well, that's nice. The letters below were written when Joyce returned to Dublin alone for the first time in 1909 in an attempt to get Dubliner, Dubliners published. They are delightfully, shockfully dirty. Shockingly dirty. Red and full, they are also quite charming. In the absent spaces, we can hear Nora's enthusiastic, just as naughty replies, and the longing of a man who wants nothing more than to be home. The correspondence was first published in 1975 in the selected letters of James Joyce, now out of print. These letters, or excerpts of them, have been floating around the internet for some time now, but they merit multiple joyous re-readings. Happy birthday, James Joyce. May we all find a soulmate whose farts we would know anywhere. I love it. I don't think James Joyce would be cool with those letters. I just feel like
1: whoever put those out was kind of a dick. Like he never meant for anybody
0: to see those letters other than her. I don't think so. Like, they seem embarrassing. Here's the first one. Why do they fucking goddamn Europeans with the way they put their dates? 3 December 1909. So December 3rd. 44th Fontenoy Street, Dublin. My darling little covet girl. There is some star too neat the to earth, for I am still in fever fit of animal desire. Today I stop short often in the street with an exclamation whenever I thought of the letters I wrote you last night and the night before. They, God damn it, he's already such a better writer than us. Like, I hate it. Oh, I didn't send this to you, did I? No. I should probably do that. Sorry, folks. I'm uh, not very good at my job. <laughs> Dirty little barnacle.
1: You get too excited. I did. I got too excited. You got it away.
0: Um... Anyway, so, I wrote you last night and the night before. They must read awful in the cold light of day. Perhaps their coarseness has disgusted you. I know you are a much finer nature than your extraordinary lover, and though it was yours, you yourself, you hot little girl, you first wrote to me saying that you were longing to be fucked by me, yet I suppose the wild filth and obscenity of my reply went beyond all bounds of modesty. So he already is regretting sending the (laughs) dirty letters, which I love. He's all like, oh, I went too far. I done fucked up. I asked to see her bobs and vagine. She got mad. <laughs> that's like that's like that that version, like that time period's version of like a dick pic. Yeah. God,
1: like, oh, too should, soon. I should not have done it. I <laughs> should not have done it.
0: <laughs> it's a dick pic you have to like spend an hour writing. <laughs> when I got your express letter this morning and saw how careful you are of your worthless gym, I felt ashamed of what I had written. Yet now, night, secret sinful night has come down again on the world, and I am alone again writing to you, and your letter is again folded before me on the table. Do not ask me to go to bed, dear. Let me write to you, dear. And then he's going to get dirty, isn't he? I have a feeling he's going to get dirty. As you know, dearest, I never use obscene phrases in speaking. Ooh, so he was like a nice, <laughs> polite guy. That's why I was why, why like I thought it was weird that they would publish these letters.
1: All, every, everything that was all pun up
0: up at him for years, just towing <laughs> off through the pen. Nasty man. You have never heard me, have you, utter an unfit word before others. When men tell in my presence here filthy or lecherous stories I hardly smile. Yet you seem to turn me into a beast. It was you yourself, you naughty, shameless girl, who first led the way. It was not I who first touched you long ago down at the ringsend, it was you who slid your hand down inside my trousers and pulled my shirt softly aside and touched my prick with your long, tickling fingers and <laughs> gradually took it all, fat and stiff as it was, <laughs> into your hand and frigged me. <laughs> God damn, <That's> really <laughs> too personal. <laughs> into your hand and frigged me slowly until I came off through your fingers, all the time bending <laughs> over me and gazing at me out of your quiet, saint like eyes. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> that's gross, the visual it's so descriptive I, I, I pictured him on a dirty dock in the hand job and just spe-
1: I, I want to find a way to be able to trick schools into covering like this book in English class without them. <laughs> we're going to have to put a
0: warning before this episode <laughs> yeah, I wish schools were publishers <laughs> on accident, going to read some James Joyce and hear a collective groan from the <laughs> class and then they get to this like, oh <laughs> What's little Timmy doing in the back? Leave me alone. Just finish, finish, it. finish yeah. reading it. <laughs> well, he's gazing out of her saint-like eyes. It was your lips, too, which first uttered an obscene word. I remember well that night in bed in Pola. Tired of lying under a man, one night you tore off your chemis violently and began to ride me up and down. Perhaps the horn I had was not big enough for you, for I remember that you bent down to my face and murmured tenderly, Fuck up, love. Fuck up, love. <laughs> Oh, so there's so much of him just feeling like he premature ejaculated, or he's not good. So he thinks he's a dirty, nasty man who's not good at sex. But it sounds like she was leading the uh, the charge here. Oh man, what if he was a virgin before this too? Wouldn't that even make it like more, like just better? Like he never got laid, and then this is his first experience getting a handjob at a dirty dock. Oh. Oh if we ever go to Ireland <laughs> we have to find that dock <laughs> like this is the Ireland where James Joyce got a hand job <laughs> this is the dock where he got a uh, spooge all over you can still see the mark in stain <laughs> Um, this this letter still the same letter Nora dear I am dying all day to ask you one or two questions let me dear for I have told you everything I have ever did and so I can ask you in turn I wonder will you answer them when that person whose heart I longed to stop at the click of a revolver put his hand or hands under your skirts, did he only tickle you in outside, or did he put his fingers or fingers up into you? If he did, did they go far enough to touch that little cock at the end of your cunt? <laughs> did he touch you behind? Was he a long time tickling you, and did you come? Did he ask you to touch him, and did you do so? If you did not touch him, did he come against you, and did you feel it? Another question, Nora. I know that I was the first man that blocked you, but did any man ever frig you? Did that boy you were fond of ever do it? Tell me now, Nora. Truth for truth. Honesty for honesty. When you were with him in the dark at night, did your fingers never, never unbutton his trousers and slip inside like mice? Did you ever frig him, dear? Tell me truly or anything else. Did you never, never, never feel a man's or a boy's prick in your fingers until you unbuttoned me? if you are not offended do not be afraid to tell me the truth darling darling tonight i have such a wild lust for your body that if you were here beside me and even if you told me with your own lips that half the red head louts of galway had had a fuck at you before me i would still rush at you with desire god almighty what kind of language is this i am writing to my proud blue-eyed queen Will she refuse to answer my coarse insulting questions? I know I am risking a good deal in writing this way, but if she loves me really, she will feel that I am mad with lust, and that I must be told all. Sweetheart, answer me. Even if I learn that you too have sinned, perhaps it would it would bind me closer to you. In any case, I love you. I have written and said things to you that my pride would never again allow me to say to any woman. So he clearly would not want these published. My darling Nora. This is a long ass fucking letter. My darling Nora, I am painting with eagerness to get your replies to these filthy letters of mine. I write to you openly because I feel now that I can keep my word with you. Don't be angry, dear, dear Nora, my little wild flower of the hedges. I love your body. Long for it. Dream of it. Speak to me, dear lips that I have kissed in tears. If this is filth I have written insults, you bring me to my senses again with the lash as you have done before. So she beat him. When he got too nasty. God help me. I love you, Nora, and it seems that this, too, is part of my love. Forgive me. Forgive me. Jim. (laughs) There's so much to unpack with just that one letter. Like, the details of, like, finger
1: or fingers. He wants to know it all. Men or (laughs) boys.
0: Oh. He knows he's like crossing the line, but at the same time he feels like she's already crossed the line first, so he doesn't know if he should be able to or not. oh uh.
1: no. does this end up like? is he was he married?
0: They said a- they got married in 1931. Oh, See, long after that, they met. That
1: kind of almost like that's a nice ending, dude. A nice happy ending.
0: <laughs> Here's the next one. Oh, this one already starts off bad.
1: Um, what about if she writes him back?
0: And the, those letters are even worse. <laughs> I wish we had those letters. December 8th, 1909, 44th Fontenoy Street, Dublin. My sweet little whorish Nora. I did as you told me, you dirty little girl, and pulled myself off twice when I read your letter. I am delighted to see that you do like being fucked our ways. Yes, not this is the one we read, I think. Yes, now I can remember that night when I fucked you for so long backwards. It was the dirtiest fucking I ever gave you, darling. I like how he throws in these nice little... Yeah, the hardest I fucked you, darling. (laughs) That's what we lost. We need that again. My prick was... My prick was stuck up in you for hours, fucking in and out under your upturned rump. I felt your fat, sweaty buttocks under my... (laughs) Come on, man. I felt your fat, sweaty, why are they going to be sweaty? <laughs> it.
1: Hours, Caleb, hours. <laughs> Ew.
0: I felt your fat, sweaty buttocks under my belly and saw your flushed face and mad eyes. At every fuck I gave you, your shameless tongue come bursting out through your lips and if I gave you a bigger, stronger fuck than usual, fat, dirty farts came sputtering out of your backside. <laughs> oh, God, no. You can't do it. You had an arse full of farts that night, darling, and I fucked them out of you, big fat fellows, long windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. <laughs> <laughs> so normally what would would end the sex session, because it was gross, turns him on. And you know they didn't shave back then, so that thing was red and hairy, apparently. <laughs> Angry looking.
1: It probably whistled. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> in a breeze.
0: It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every <laughs> fuck drives one out of her. I think I would note Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. It is a rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart which I imagine fat wives have. It is sudden and dry and dirty like what a bold girl would let off in fun in a school dormitory at night. I hope Nora won't let off... <laughs> I can't. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face, so that I may know their smell also. Oh, come on! That's why I got the eye patch. <laughs> 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 they didn't have a cure for big guy back then.
1: I guess she was just gonna scoop it out. <laughs>
0: You say when I go back you will suck me off and you want me to lick your cunt, your little depraved blackguard. I hope you will surprise me sometime when I am asleep dressed. Steal over me with the whores glow in your slumberous eyes. Gently undo button after button in the fly of my trousers and gently take out your lover's fat Mickey. Lap it up up in your moist mouth and suck away at it till it gets fatter and stiffer and comes off in your mouth. Sometimes, too, I shall surprise you asleep. Lift up your... (laughs) Sounds like a creeper sometimes too I well, shall that, that, that's, that's the part <laughs> it's always creepier when a man creepier when a man does it Somet- sometimes too I shall surprise you asleep lift up your skirts and open your hot drawers gently then lie down gently by you and begin to lick lazily around your bush you will begin to stir uneasily and then I will lick the lips of my darling's cunt you will begin to groan and grunt and sigh and fart with lust in your sleep <laughs> the farts man then I, will, oh, then I will lick up faster and faster like a ravenous dog until your cunt is a mass of slime in your body, wriggling wildly. Good night, my little farting Nora, my dirty little fuck bird. There is one lovely word, darling, you have underlined to make me pull myself off better. Write me more about that and yourself, sweetly, dirtier, dirtier. Jim. <laughs> what word did she write him that made him so ravenous? Well, exactly. That's what we're saying. Like uh,
1: he did. Like you know, at the beginning, he said he did what she told him to. So in that letter, it told him to jerk off at least yep. twice. How <laughs> I many? We need to get those letters. Ugh, we need
0: the other end of this conversation. Man, imagine having to wait for. And you, for it and all- you know,
1: there's probably more than two of
0: these. Oh yeah, just imagine how many, like how long it would take before you get your wank session. Like that's just that's crazy, man. Times were rough back then. I mean, they were sleeping fully clothed, and they were probably wearing a suit, and I feel like because they had to be so polite in public, that's why the language got him off so much. <laughs> Maybe. And he's a writer. December 16th, 1909, 44 Fontenoy Street, Dublin. This one starts off a little nicer. My sweet darling girl, at last you write to me. You must have given that naughty little... <laughs> Man, Come on, Joyce, can't you get through at least a couple sentences of niceties before you get to the the, the, the raunchy... The hard seas. What's <laughs> Ireland, it's a little different over there. You must have given that naughty little cunt of yours a most ferocious frigging to write me such a disjointed letter. Why is it always frigging? I never heard anybody say frigging back then. As for me, darling, I am so played out that you would have to lick me for a good hour before I could get... <laughs> or I could get a horn stiff enough even to put into you to say nothing of blocking you uh, what is blocking he, he said that a couple times i don't like it <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust it i have done so much and so often that i am afraid to look to see how that thing i had is after all i have done to it myself so he's destroyed his dick beating it mm-hmm. to these letters darling please don't fuck me too much when i go back Fuck all you can out of me for the first night or so, but make me get myself cured. The fucking must all be done by you, darling, as I am so soft and small now that no girl in Europe except yourself would waste her time trying the job. So now he's impotent, because <laughs> he jerked off almost his whole body. Fuck me, darling, in as many ways as your lust will suggest. Fuck me dressed in your full outdoor costume with your hat and veil on, your face flushed with the cold and wind and rain and your boots muddy, either straddling across my legs when I am sitting in a chair and riding me up and down with the frills of your drawers showing and my cock sticking up and stiff in your cunt, or riding me over the back of the sofa. Fuck me naked with your hat and stockings on only, flat on the floor with a crimson flower in your hole behind. (laughs) Riding me like a man with your thighs between mine and your rump very fat. (laughs) <laughs> why is she got a flower in her butt that seems a little odd fuck me in your dressing gown I hope you have that's nice one he put that in parentheses mm. because you know I make sure it's a nice dress with nothing on under it open it suddenly and showing me your belly and thighs and back and pulling me on top of you on the kitchen table we're gonna look up this lady by the way what she looks like after this <laughs> I wanna see the lady that is farting all over James Joyce's dick cause that seems a little gross Oh man here we go again with the arseways Fuck me into your arse, fuck me into you arseways, lying on your face on the bed, your hair flying loose, naked, but with a lovely scented pair of pink drawers open shamelessly behind and half slipping down over your peeping bum. Fuck me if you can, squatting in the closet, with your clothes up, grunting like a young sow doing her dung. <laughs> no, <laughs> and a big fat dirty snaking thing coming slowly out of your backside. So now he's wanting her to poop in a closet. Is that, what I, is that what's happening, like a cow? <laughs> I'm gonna reread that so we can better, better uh, break it down. Fuck me if you can squatting in the closet with your clothes up, grunting like a young sow doing her dung, and a big fat dirty snaky thing coming slowly out of your backside.
1: What? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah that's that's definitely
0: like, pooping. That's definitely like sucking his dick in a closet where she's taking a shit. Yuck. Fuck me on the stairs in the dark like a nursery maid fucking her soldier, unbuttoning his trousers gently and slipping her hand into his fly and fiddling with his shirt and feeling it getting wet and then pulling it gently up and fiddling with his two bursting balls and at the last pulling out boldly the Mickey she loves to handle and frigging it for him softly. Murmuring into his ear, dirty words and dirty stories that other girls told her, and dirty things she said, and all the time pissing her drawers with pleasure and letting off soft, warm, quiet little farts behind until her own girlish cocky is as stiff as his, and suddenly sticking him up in her and riding him. Before we get to this next ridiculousness part, so he, he, he calls women's clitoris small penises. Yeah. He thinks they're like little boners. And he likes some peeing or pooping or farting at all times. Just, just so we're on the same page. Page arseways. Ar- lots of arseways. Okay. Basta. Basta perdio. I have come now and the foolery is over. Now for your questions. We are not open yet. I send you some posters. We hope to open on the 20th of 21st. Count 14 days from that. And three and a half days for the voyage and I am in Triste. Get ready, put some worn brown linoleum on the kitchen and hang a pair of red common curtains on the windows at night. Get some kind of a cheap, common, comfortable armchair for your lazy lover. Do this above all, darling, as I shall not quit the kitchen for a whole week after I arrive, reading, lolling, smoking, and watching you get ready, the meals, and talking, 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 talking to you. Oh, how supremely happy I shall be. God in heaven, I shall be happy there." I figliololi. What the fuck is that? This is what language is this? I figliololi. What the fuck? Is this Portuguese maybe? I figliololi il fuoco. Una buona mangiata. Un caffe Nero. Un Brazil. Il piccolo della Sera e Nora. Nora mia. Norina. Noretta. Norella. Noracushia. Etc. Etc. Uh, okay. Eva and Eileen must sleep together. Get some place for Georgia. For Georgie. I wish Nora and I had two beds for night work. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: hey,
0: bed for fucking it and a bed for sleeping in Because <laughs> when you're fucking it, you don't got to be able to sleep it. It's all the poop and stuff. <laughs> I am keeping and shall keep my promise, love. Time fly on, fly on quickly. I want to get back to my love, my life, my star. My little strange eyes, Ireland. 100,000 kisses darling Jim. That one was that ended on a nice <laughs> yeah. note though. That last one he kind of went back to a normal letter yeah. after the gross stuff. except for the Portuguese or what. I guess he was in Brazil at the time. Um so what do you, what do you make of the Joyce fiction fucking the fuck letters? I feel <laughs> I like
1: mean, I feel like it's still gonna be better than anything that I ever write.
0: The descriptions were so good, even with the nasty language, though, like just the way he wrote it. you' you could really visualize, yeah. <laughs> which might not be good for that, but it's just like he should have wrote some erotica.
1: This that, movie, what we need to do next time we find ourselves at a convention, like a shitty erotica just channel, show, this we do. We just as they stop, as they stop, because you know there's only gonna be like ten people in there. Yeah. So we just stop in the middle of the thing. We just you know you bust out the phone. You just stop. You just read the whole thing like you did now, and then you like, that. That. That is erotica. That
0: is sexy. <laughs> I feel like Jamie Joyce uh, wasted his potential by writing unreadable boring nonsense when he could have been writing those kinds of books yeah obviously weren't popular back then but they would be now he would have been the king of erotica
1: well like even even not like it not even be like erotica It'd just be like use the skills that he like, like you said like the describing and just the way of telling the story like, like he's like i could visualize him getting jerked off in that doc like well like you know what i
0: mean to be fair, you and me have not gone down a James Joyce wormhole of reading his fiction. True. So, because I've tried like starting Ulysses, and I was just kind of bored immediately. And Finnegan's Wake was unreadable. Maybe what's what's the other book? Uh, something of a tortured artist, or Portrait of a Tortured Artist, or I think uh, I think it's just Portrait of an Artist. I think that's maybe an autobiography fiction. I don't know, but th- those are like the main books I know of his. Dubliners. Again, I just feel like we get too bored reading it, and mainly because like the Irish slang and it was set in Ireland, we just don't really know the place and times he's talking about. But I do think that he, I'm sure his writing has a lot of that in it. If you could get into the story, it would probably be great. But I feel like we wouldn't really get into the story. No, probably not. I mean, and to be fair, I have kind of the same problem with like Shakespeare and stuff. I just like I don't I don't like the language being used. I just I I, I lose interest.
1: That. Using ten words to say a thing that you could use three for,
0: yeah, yeah, like that's the uh the Melville style, fucking goddamn Herman Melville with his fifteen paragraphs to describe one thing. Like one thing could have been a sentence, and you're just like, let me just talk about this fucking whale's hump for an hour. Like, no, we don't need that. I it, I don't care how descriptive it is; it's boring. But those descriptions and those letters, Fantastic. they were pretty short. But very visual. Um, Again, that's on the Paris Review's website. I'll put that in the show notes if you want to read that for yourself. (laughs) Because I'm sure my accent wasn't too great. I feel like I was slipping in and out of like slight Indian, yeah, a
1: little bit. It's kind of
0: hard to do that, and also I don't have an Irish accent, so. But it was enjoyable. It was those the other letters were just as good as the farting ones. So weird, so weird. Anyway. Before we end this, this is a DBS episode. It has to be. This can't be a, yeah. a professional one. How are you on the writing front, sir?
1: Um, i have actually the past couple of days I haven't been able to get a
0: whole bunch done,
1: but like I started or i pretty much finished the first <laughs> pass of like a um like a longer flash fiction of like another kind of like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hold on, <up>, dying.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I inhaled some fucking.
1: Thanks, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. So, I uh, finished, like, the first pass through, like, a longer flash fiction of, uh, remember how I was doing, like, through, like, kind of, like, weird, like, superhero origin kind of thing? Yeah. I did another one, another one of those with, like, a, like, a speedster kind of guy. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm off tomorrow, so I'm hoping to go through it, finish like editing it and just the last couple of things, and probably try to have that sent that to you by like the weekend. Excellent, excellent.
0: What's that noise? I want a cup of coffee right now. Six o'clock at night, <laughs> you want a cup of coffee? No. You're in nature. I know your mom's crazy. <laughs> Lucky is the end of the episode. It's a nice grinding tone.
1: It's a DPS episode, so. <clears throat>
0: I'm serious, you getting
1: uh <coughs> were you getting like like Randy out there in the listening room in the living room listening to your man talking to me no, and all that oh, not at all
0: Were you uh Were you frigging yourself? No <laughs> Were you busting merry little cracks? What? <laughs> were you getting arseways in there? <laughs> Um I over the last weekend wrote a 5000 word horror story. Oh nice. Oh yes. shit. I just uh I just ha- I just haven't
1: had... What the fuck
0: are you do, buddy? He's fucking No easy, weird. I um I just have to get to the editing. Nice. There's not much. I just I just after I wrote I was like, "All right, I need a break." And I started working on the the one horror not horror uh the other adventure story I was working on. I was writing the uh Still in the first draft of that. That's the one I'm handwriting.
1: You just, uh... You just gonna put it, like, on the website, or...? The horror story, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, uh... It'll be out soon. It might... It'll probably be out before this episode even airs, so that doesn't really matter, but... It's... It's am quite interesting. I had fun writing it. But yeah, as far as my writing adventures go, that was about the highlight of it, but... Yeah, I only knocked that out in a couple days, I think. Like, you know, like, half half one day, half the other day. So that wasn't too bad.
1: I'm still trying to, um get my, like, my new kind of schedule down with, like, work, my, like, with more of my actual work schedule than and my work as to my, like, you know, writing mm-hmm. stuff. and stuff. I think, like, I was thinking about I think, but I, think I, I have it. Like, I think I haven't thought out and figured out on how, to, on how to do it. Now I just, the execution of being
0: able to right. do it enough so that, it, you know, I can make it more of a habit. Right. We also have coming up. We haven't decided what the format's going to be, whether it's a book cast, an inebriated reading challenge, or Just book, book of the come. month. Yeah. Um. But it's the who's up by the hike. Drew. The hike by Drew McGarry. Um. It's, it's it was what we talked about it on our weird fiction episode, and it's uh. Some guy goes an alternate dimension. Apparently, it's really fucking out there. So, we're going to read that. So, if you folks want to pick that up, we should already be started. By the time this episode's there, we should already be starting it, which would be... This episode's going to be out like, two weeks. So, we'll start it next week. So, they give people enough time if they want to yeah. read along. Apparently, it's very kooky and crazy and fun. So, we'll figure out the format later. Got a big um,
1: crab on the cover.
0: Yeah, big crab. Blue crab. Um. Anyway... You can check out our stuff. We might have some great stories by the time you listen to this on uh, DrunkPenWriting.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DrunkPenWriting, on Instagram and Facebook, DrunkPenWriting. And uh, coming soon, Spencer Church writes Fart Fiction Part 2, inspired by James Joyce. Yes. Check it out. Be there, be square.
1: Remix.
0: I'm a real American. you uh-huh.